Hello, everybody. Hey. What up, what up? Hey, guys. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in again. Welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. How is everybody? Good. 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 I'm hanging and I'm tired <laughs> and I haven't had no sleep, so. But you so, made it, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Feels Living like I'm doing well. You know. How was you last Easter? It was nice. Easterly? Uh, I don't know. It's just what did you say? Very what? Pretty easterly. But that was so shit. Don't it was like day, really. I don't know. No, I enjoyed having the four days. It was, yeah. yeah it was but there was so much stuff to do. Yeah, but I still feel like just not having to get up and go to work makes a difference. Oh, 100%. It was just a nice break, a much, much needed break. I haven't been here for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Thank Whatever. You. Welcome back. I feel, like a, Whatever. I feel like I'm a newbie, so if That's I'm rusty... Hmm? If, I'm, if I'm rusty, let me know because I feel like I nah. Can't. I think you're good. You're you know, like, you're like, you're like you know, Michael right? Jordan. You know, oh my, couple yes. couple games out, comes back <laughs> as if as if you never always left. strong. But um, <coughs> yeah, just thank you for everyone that has tuned in again. Thank you for the feedback. Um, just a reminder to people to subscribe to our podcast channel on iTunes and SoundCloud stitcher and everywhere else we're on remember yep. to keep on leaving us comments please, please. Keep asking us questions send us emails um feedback on instagram twitter dm us whatsapp us yeah. if you have our numbers just yeah keep reaching out to us soundcloud everything yes all appreciated yeah yeah but thank you for your continued listens so this is episode 26 26 26 26 and what are we covering today we are covering insurance but before we get into that you know, you know, you know the usual. Yes. So please always remember we are not registered advisors. So please seek information by professionals or via Google or whatever you want to be quite honest. But just, we're just, not liable, basically. Yeah, just do your research. <laughs> always do your research. So yeah, do your research. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's it. Let's get into it. Insurance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are we covering what? insurance? Yeah, why? Why? Oh, I feel like people need to know what it is. And plus, we've had quite a lot of questions as well. Yeah, we yeah, have. It's true. Mm. It's yeah. true. Because, yeah, I think we all know what insurance is, in yeah. a sense. Yeah. But we, I guess we don't all know the different types of insurance. Mm-hmm. And, and the benefits, accessible. mostly. Yeah, exactly. Some of the pitfalls as well, I think yeah. it's important for people to know. And I think some of us young people take it for granted. Yeah, 100%. Next. Like myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> I'm young. You're youngish. I know, I'm, I'm old young. as hell. <laughs> but yeah, it's just an important topic to cover. Yeah, so we'll cover... The, all the or most of the different types of yep. insurances. Yeah. There's so many. That's the yeah. thing. You can short insure anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't cover everything. Exactly. Yeah. We won't cover every kind of insurance, but we've picked out some that we think are most relevant to yeah. everyday yeah. people. Really. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. So first on our agenda list is probably one of the biggest ones in my life opinion. insurance. I think it's the biggest one, but also the least spoken about. Yeah. At least yeah. around me or people mm. I know. Um, so yeah, life insurance. Um, what is it? Very simply put, you buy a life insurance policy today and once when you die, you have a beneficiary or you choose a beneficiary who will get a large payout. So simply put, that's what life insurance is. So the beneficiary is the person that's going to receive the, the money, money. Yeah. yeah, once you're gone. Um, so that's what it is. Um, it's actually very cheap to get life insurance. Um, uh, depending on your age. Yes, so and circumstances as well, yeah. health. But health, I'm just saying, relatively speaking, it's very. Yeah, yeah. who's I'm got ins- health, um, life insurance in this room? I, d- I don't. I do don't. I do know. I'm so I bad. I, I should, but yeah. I don't. I had it and cancelled it when career wasn't when it was on the dip. Yeah. So I think. Oh, now you're on all time high, right? I'm not very much. <laughs> now you're, yeah. Was it deputy CEO? I wish I was, uh, and I don't. Uh, 
um, I'm sorry. I'm still a poor worker, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll be rich. <laughs> so, is that bec- we don't have it? Is that because we associate life insurance with being old? Yeah. So, I, or I, being I, on your I way worked, out. So when I worked for Nationwide, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the products I used to have to sell. Mm-hmm. And people just don't want to face up with it. There's a number of issues. A, yeah. um, many people see it as a waste of money yeah. because if you get term insurance, they, so the question, main question you get back is, do I get the money at the end? Mm. And with life insurance, you don't. Well, with with some of the policies, you don't. Uh, and if you want to have a policy where you get money at the end, they tend to be more expensive. Mm. Uh, so because of that, many people saw it as a waste of money, yeah. I, in my experience anyway. And I think people just don't like dealing with death. Yeah. I think yeah. that too, but I think anything, like, ins- like insurance, anything where you're telling people to pay something for something, they're not seeing the benefit of yeah. immediately. Yeah. It's not tangible. Yeah. 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 And yeah. to some people, £15 or £20 could can be a lot, be a lot mm. or they just don't feel like it's money worth but, spending but you know before you go into it one of the problems i found is sometimes people over insure themselves mm. so the, the payout you are go for will dictate how much your premiums are mm. and sometimes people yeah you might want to leave half a million pounds to your child but can you afford to yeah. leaving them 20 or 30 grand still is better than nothing yeah, yeah. yeah definitely but yeah continue um so yeah why do you need it um yeah it's basically if you have any dependents so that could be your kids that could be your partner could be your mo- it could be anyone who depends on you and yeah. you want to mm. make sure that once you're not around they will have a large amount of money yeah. to do whatever it is you were yeah. doing for them before um one thing about life insurance is that the money that will be paid out is usually tax-free mm. however once once you passed and if if you have other assets and all your combined assets are above the threshold for inheritance tax if it exceeds six hundred thousand, something like that. I can't remember what, what is that. Sort of what I want to say three three hundred or something is okay. That's just yeah, single three hundred. Yeah, yeah. For, for okay, couples, so it's three hundred. Yeah. If you're a single, I think couple. it's like three two five or something. Yeah. Like that. So if if it goes above that, then there might be some tax mm. uh, inheritance tax to be paid paid yeah. on it. But there's a way around that. Uh, you simply create a trust. I, just, I say simply because <laughs> it, it really is simple. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, you create a trust and you put your life insurance policy in that trust so the trust will pay out the money basically and that's how you avoid paying inheritance tax yeah. on it that's, that's something we advise a lot yeah for people to put into trust yeah. and essentially instead of it forming part of your estate and having to go through probate yeah. it goes directly to the trustee to manage it and i'm not exactly sure why but because of that it, process it's a, it's a separate legal entity exactly because of that you avoid inheritance yeah. tax mm. so, so English, um, yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically <laughs> we just own out. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like um, the trust is almost like a company. I would want to say, yeah, okay, something that's sheltered from you. So although you set it up, whatever's in there, it's not really yours. Yeah. So and holding funds in trust just has different kind of protections, doesn't exactly. it? Yeah. Okay. So some, let's just say you owe someone money, they can't take that from the trust yeah. okay. because that's a separate yeah. entity. Yeah. Only the beneficiaries can gain from the trust. Mm-hmm. And you choose who the beneficiaries are. Yeah, exactly. okay, okay. So you have your beneficiaries, so where the money's ultimately going to go to, yeah. your trustee's kind of the person who's going to administer that fund for them. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. And it mainly is for like kids as well. So if you've got a child, that's where the term trust fund kind of comes from. We always use quite heavily. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. someone managing the money on behalf of the beneficiary. Okay. And it's very simple. Well, maybe we'll go into that on another episode, but I it's think... not hard to set up. But again, it doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to set up if you want to put like a hundred pounds in. Mm. It makes sense. Actually, well, you can start small, but anyway, that's, yeah, we'll that's look into a, that in detail. Exactly. Okay. Um, so there's Thanks different that, types guys. of life Thanks insurances. Thanks for bringing us back. Uh, there's a term life insurance so that just means you're covered for a set period of time mm-hmm. so let's just say you're you're 30 now and you want to cover for the next 20 years so that's a term of your life insurance mm-hmm. 
Um, so that you'll be covered if you pass during that 20 years. If you don't, then yeah. you don't. And that's the one people most had the issues with. Yeah. So so after that term, I don't get any of my money back. Yeah, that no. doesn't make no sense. And that's when I lost the sale every single time. <laughs> <laughs> but that shouldn't put you off from doing it. I think no, the younger you do it, the better, in my opinion. Yeah, because it's much you cheaper. Are, the cheaper. I've actually got some um, some numbers on that just to show you the differences in prices mm. at different ages. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the term life. Um, then there's also the whole life. Which just means you're covered from the day you take out the policy yep. until whenever you, you pass away. So there's no period. And that on. one's more expensive, you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. that one is yeah. less. For, for obvious reasons, because they're insuring yeah. you for a long period of time. Yeah, that one is more experienced. Uh, uh, experience. More, more expensive. <laughs> but I think it, it makes sense. English isn't his first language, language guys. Right? <laughs> well, I, got you, I got your back. <laughs> I, yeah I think it makes sense to take a whole life on 100% if you, you can know, afford it you, you don't know you're going to die within 20 years yeah and, and I think it's the, if yeah on the face of it yes but it's if yeah. you can afford it because from memory yeah. I'm pretty sure the premiums are quite different I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to end of think life, about whole, all of life. the rationale behind apart from cost the rationale behind going for the um, term yeah. I think it's just rather cost. than life it's well, just cost I think the, the, the rationale would be let's just say I'm, I'm 40 now mm. well clearly I, I'm not going to live for another 50 years or yeah, so. yeah. how do you know that though well I, I guess well, you exactly, don't know but exactly. the likelihood of mm. you living until uh, for another yeah. 50 years are very small mm. so yeah if I will say 40, 50 now I think I'll take a term mm. for maybe another yeah. 30 years and some people do it just to a period of time where their dependents will become independent. Yes, exactly. Mm, so during yeah, that 30 yeah. years, mm. if you have a child, obviously, yeah. well, you would hope by the time they're 30. Exactly. They're so some people look at it from, I want to cover them up until they're able to look after yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if if money is the issue, then that's a you know a secondary way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. But, but if you can afford it, yeah, you do end of life, and, I think. Yeah, and yeah. in terms of how much you pay, you're mentioning that, it, how these policies are uh, created is that there's, there's basically a profile of all of us. Mm. Um, our likelihood of living until X amount, until X ages, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and insurance companies, yeah, they're not stupid. They yeah. have these actuaries. Yeah. yeah. They have these mortality tables. So basically, depending on where you live, mortality where you're from, table. when you were born, yeah. they use so many different stats about you to form a profile. So they can, mm-hmm. they can predict with, with very, very, it's obviously never exact, mm-hmm. but overall, it's, it's pretty exact on mm. average. Yeah, when you're gonna die, Mm-mm. just depending on the types yeah. of information. Because it's business, isn't it? They yeah. need to make and sure that they and make and the most money. Yeah, from and it. by the way, this is not no conspiracy theory. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's it just, makes sense. It's just simple numbers. Yeah, yeah. if you yeah. look at population, say London, mm. you realize that every year, say I don't know, hundred thousand die. You look how old are these people that die, mm. yeah. and you realize the majority are this age. Then you go down deeper. They're from this area. Blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. It's very simple. But yeah. that information is out there. It's sure. definitely out there. Um, uh, census. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. Where was I looking at? I think it was in comparison to a Scandinavian country. Right. Where that? Were, oh no, maybe another country that were poorer than the UK, yeah. but life expectancy higher. Life yeah, high, yeah, yeah. higher. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So um, how much you pay depends on um, your lifestyle. How risky risky your lifestyle is. Mm. So your health. You do bungee well. jumping. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Your medical. History, history for your yeah. health smoking um, where you live impact. smoking non-smoker pre-exist pre-existing illness conditions mm-hmm. and um yeah so they look at all of that and obviously the younger you are the less yeah. you pay as kalisha mentioned but when when you're actually applying for a life insurance policy make sure you tell the truth about yep. everything mm. yeah because yeah. if you leave out one minor detail your your insurance policy is voided yep. yeah because yep. you've lied yep. and that's a big key like the most effective thing about life insurance is having it enforced when you need it yeah there's yeah. no point paying these premiums if it's not enforced when you need yeah. it so yeah. tell them the truth because yeah. 
by business, you know, kind of how it works, they're within their rights not to pay you if yeah. you've broken the contract, yeah, you know? Course. So, if, yeah, like any other so insurance. I got this, this estimate of, <laughs> of, um, how much it would cost you. So if you're 25 years old, mm-hmm. this is obviously just a very, very rough estimate. It all, all depends on your lifestyle, etc. Mm-hmm. But on average, 25 years old, it'll cost you around £5.53. Per, yeah. per month. Per month, per month. okay. Per month, 25. Yeah. At 35, it'll cost you £8. Mm. At 45, it'll cost you £17. Yeah. So it's not... Because I, I did have one. It was £6 a, quote, a month I was paying. But I done a quote the other day, and I, maybe because of the amount that I wanted yeah. to be paid yeah. out, yeah. I think I wanted like 400k or yeah. something. Mm. And it was like 18 pounds or 20 yeah. pounds or something on, like on, that. That's not on, bad for half, average, nearly half a million. They though. say, so these figures I've just given you are based on if you wanted a payout of 200,000. Okay. 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 So if you want mm. when you pass your beneficiary to get 200,000, mm. it'll cost you and that. And also, just to put things in perspective, right? You might think, yeah, that's expensive, whatever. But put it like this. If you bought the, the, uh, if you're 25 and you bought the life insurance policy today, right? And let's just assume you died in 25 years mm-hmm. and someone got paid out 200,000. That would be equivalent to you investing 1,000 pounds today and you making a profit of 123% every Mm-mm. year for 25 years. So, it's, I it's, mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's, it's a good way for your, say, your beneficiary to generate wealth as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, what, that's what most of the. Rich people that, do. Yeah. It, it, they, it's almost like life insurance policies are part of their estate planning yeah 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 so it's yeah, no, it's in there. um and yeah it's not restricted to rich people we can all mm. do it i mean for five five pounds yeah yeah, yeah come on yeah five pounds is like you know and, and imagine it's, all right mr it's like, rich man so. let me five pounds please <laughs> do, do you take cards huh? do you take cards monzo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so there's also joint covers which are a bit cheaper so if you're married or you have a partner yeah whatever, you can do a joint cover um slightly cheaper but how it works is um it's the the money gets paid out when the first person dies oh okay and that's, oh, yeah that's, it. that's why so when the second the person yeah. Nothing yeah. Happens. yeah so and yeah so with that you want to consider if you some people take out two separate policies yeah. which which makes more sense yeah it's probably more expensive but yeah but right. it's not much more yeah is it yeah, agreed agreed yeah, agreed not much. actually i have a comparison for that as well oh cool so a joint policy would be 17 pounds at 30 and two single ones would be twenty pounds, so three oh, pounds. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. So you might as well. Bad. Yeah. Um, also, there there are there are um, policies where whatever premiums you paid, and by the way, with premiums, we just mean the monthly payments yeah. that you make. Yeah. There are policies where no matter what happens, you will get back the premiums you pay. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh. So what kind of policies are, are those? Guaran- they're, they're called premium guaranteed. Okay, I've not heard of those. Yeah. There are in the UK as well. Oh, cool! Um, there are these, and um, yeah, there are there are policies where the, the payments are fixed, so they will not change, and there are ones where they're reviewable, so they can rise or fall. So, so in regards to um, life insurance, how would you persuade a younger person, say under twenty five or between the ages like of twenty and twenty five, to get life insurance? What would you tell them? Well, I would just say, think of whoever you want to leave the money to, right? How would you feel yeah. if you passed away? And mm. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the most that's the biggest incentive for me. Yeah, but the thing is, I guess with Kalisha's question, it's how do you persuade? Because we're all over twenty five in this room. Sorry, guys, I've let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, I don't, all, I don't look at that. With all, a hat we're I, all and cream on my face, and none have, of us have got. I don't uh, have life insurance. I don't have life insurance. Yeah, 
because I don't have any dependents exactly. as such yeah. that I feel like are dependent on me. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason I don't have it. Yeah. But if I had a child, yeah. Then 100%. You'd have it. At yeah. whatever age I had the child, I would have You'd taken have it. Yeah. yeah. So I did have it originally when I first had her. Yeah. Um, don't say things got a bit rocky, so I cancelled it. I do have uh, a policy of work at the moment. So some companies will give you death in service benefit, yeah. which is generally four times your salary. Mm-hmm. So I've done that for a little while, but I think I'm going to top that up with an actual policy now. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think so rather than an actual age, I think it's important to let people know 100%. the benefits and that, yeah, as soon as they have dependence yeah. or uh, in the yeah, future. if they need to leave money to people, then just start from there. Yeah. And Jerome, you mentioned earlier yeah. that some people sometimes are that there's they have too much insurance. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so that's also important because you don't want to be overinsured, right? You mm-hmm. don't want to pay more than you have to. And also, um, sometimes a lot of employers will give you this death and service cover, um, where if you die, yeah, your your beneficiary gets paid out. Yeah, like my one, if I passed, my beneficiary that I've chosen, so I've chosen my younger brothers. Really? They will, yeah, they will get. And you're going to let them know that live no, on no, the pod? They don't know. Oh, they are, sure. Now they do. <laughs> so I would I accept no coffee, no tea. <laughs> Be nice to them from now on. <laughs> uh, what happens is if, if I, when I pass or if I pass, they will get. You're, you're definitely going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say that. Not anytime that's, that's, soon. That's another conversation we're going to have. Because anyway, anyway. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, yeah, they will get three times my annual salary at that time. Only three? They don't love you at your office, dude. Yeah, three. That's, that's, that's not bad. But well, then again, I'm, the I'm amount you earn it, yeah, you probably only need like one time for your salary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that. So yeah, check with your employer if you have something like that. Because before you, I don't know, let's just say you earn 50K and you'll get three times. Well, that's 150K. Mm. So you only need to buy 50,000 worth of life insurance. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, yeah. and so that's why I did cancel my life insurance. Because when I found out about the different service benefit, yeah. I was like, the amount she'd be covered for, well, I was it. comfortable with what she'd be getting. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. It. And, um, and also, before you take our life insurance, make sure you factor in stuff like how much savings you're going to have, what we've just discussed, how much your investments will if you have investments are likely to grow mm. or how much you would have how much money you would have put away because all these things count right so the life insurance is basically the last resort of okay and I actually want this much left to give to my child or mm. whoever mm. so let me take our policy worth that much mm. um, yeah so as usual we're going to put quite a few links for this one I've got about six seven on um, on from, um, <laughs> from the um, citizens advice bureau so okay. they tell you what to look out for when you get policies, what to avoid, um, how how the costs are calculated, um, money supermarket. They also compare them. So I've got yeah, all of that stuff will be in the in the dope, show notes. Dope, dope, dope. Um, cool. And then there was critical illness cover. That's mm-hmm. a very short one because yeah. there's not actually much to say on it. But I think it's quite important. It is. So the the whole idea of that is um, it's a long term insurance policy where if if you if if you become critically ill, i.e. you're unable to work mm. or look after again, you have dependence uh, dependence on you, etc. etc. Et Once you're in that stage, the critical the critical illness cover will pay you a lump sum to cover all the costs that you know all the all the money that you've lost out due to becoming critically ill. Yeah. So that's that. And again, it's similar to life insurance where how it's calculated, they look at pre existing medical illnesses conditions etc um lifestyle you know where mm. where you work how risky your job is yep they look at stuff like that um things to watch with that one is that there's usually a lag so if you get the policy today and 
you're critically ill tomorrow, they, they usually won't pay you. There's yeah. like a lag of a few months. Yeah. yeah. So it's always important to look at what that period actually is. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And also, they're very specific with what they define as critical illness. Yeah. So policy might say if you lose one leg, that's not critical. Yeah. If you lose both legs, that is critical. Yeah. 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 Yes. And there's also these pick and mix ones where you can choose specific illnesses. Okay. To say I want to be covered for this or mm-hmm. these. And I guess if you know that you've got a history of something like that in your family, then you then choose you that way. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, with these, it's great information, but I feel like as young people, and I know we're not even that young, but we are young, you just don't feel like you're going to be hit with certain things. You just don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah. And with this critical illness, you have to have the insurance in place before anything like that yeah. happens. And I don't know, it's just, I mean, for some people with the insurance, you don't want to take it out. Like phone insurance. How many of you guys have had phone insurance and yeah. never claimed? I don't have it anymore. Yeah, I've never claimed. I have it. I've, I've claimed religiously. part of my uh, bank account. Yeah, same. Already. But for ones you have to take out, I think that you always wonder, am I ever going to need it? Yeah. yeah. And people will never, the, the one time you don't take it out because you've wasted the last three years, yeah. or you think you've wasted three years worth of money, mm. is when you drop your phone. That's happened yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That happened yeah. to me recently. That's true. So how do you, as a young person who needs to start it's, forward it's, thinking? It's just hard, right? It's, it's, it's it one is. of those things. You just it's a, you, it, yeah. you need to come to a realization that stuff happens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah That's the thing. And plan for your future and the mm. people around you. Yeah. Long-term mentality, man. Yeah. It's needed. I just, I feel like it's just not commonly thought about. And the reason it's I'm not, saying it is not. because four out of four of us in this room don't, don't have, have this, yeah. Yeah. this insurance cover. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the thing is, it's one of like those. We didn't know because we didn't know. Yeah. We just don't think about it's, it. Yeah. It's one of those first things to go. Like when you're trying to be frugal or whatever, where you're not seeing a tangible return, exactly. it's probably the easiest thing to cancel. Yeah. And and yeah. see, that's that's I would say that's almost like a human thing. Yeah, where yeah, it is. these unlikely events that are unlikely because they're unlikely, we tend to think they're not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, and they will. Do they you know, can. again, I think it's an, another educational thing. Like we've spoken a few times about what the older generation is able to teach the younger generation. And I think there's people outside of our demographic that this stuff's just standard. They probably hit a certain age and they're taken oh, I, I to go and sort out mm. life insurance, critical illness, <laughs> well, all of this but, stuff. But then there's people they at the age of 18, they're like, yep, your trust is here. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This, this is that. It's, you know? it's, yeah, it's a system so for them, we which we need start. to create. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're starting this, we'll yeah. be the first generation. The genera- Genesis generation is the term I used. <laughs> yeah, no. no, but I was at a talk recently and yeah. one guy was talking about having life insurance. He said his mum told him to go and cancel it straight away. Why? Why? Because she just heard the negative. You know what it is? I think a lot of the previous generation yeah. had negative experiences with banks, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. When, they, when, when, when personal bankers were being heavily incentivized to just sell, 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 yeah. sell. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them got taken advantage of. And I think they have a view of these financial, of the financial world in general because of that negative yeah. experience. Yeah. People being swindled and stuff. And I think that's a lot of it comes from that. And also it might be they feel like, not wishing death, but it kind of is. Because I said to my mum the other day, oh, you need to do your will. And she's like, no. I she's don't like, think I'm about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know something I don't know. She's <laughs> like, no, because it feels like I'm wishing death on myself. Like I'm planning for yeah. my own death. Yeah. She's like, but no, you I'm have to. It. That's life, but unfortunately. I'm like, come on. Mm. Do you know it's crazy? I was like, get a plot, get this, get that. So we all freaking yeah. have the same. She's like, no. It's crazy that we we don't think about death as young people because we associate it with being really old unless you've had like young death around you. Mm. But then... It's it's going to happen. Yeah, this is the thing. It, it can happen at any time. So yeah. it's like don't we can't run from it. Cause it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not just going to happen in short. seventy years. We're not all guaranteed a hundred years. Yeah, we, we can step to out it. to tomorrow. Yeah, and it's that's why I'm happy we've done the podcast. I'm, my voice will be here forever. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Do something just to make it easier for the people that you're leaving behind. Yeah, but I just don't think this is my personal opinion. I just don't think that's a common thought 
or it, uh, it, I don't think it was a common thought in in the previous generation, and they'll have reasons for that. It's, but even now, I would say it's only a small minority that actually think about these things. Agreed. You know what my issue is? Sometimes I only focus on that minority. Sometimes yeah. that's probably what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, but yeah, that's that, and also um, there's policies that cover your kids as well. Mm. So yeah, it's worth having a look at that. Yeah, I, like, as I used to tell my customers in the branch, you just have to face up to these things. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone would easily face up to things if um, if they were free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if it's free. <laughs> or, or very very so, cheap. Um, that was it from your live correspondence. Headquarters. <laughs> Good job, bro. Good job. So, Over. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a couple of insurances that will help. Um, will help you in regards to work. So I know Francis covered a couple of bits in his last points. So income protection insurance, which is formerly known as permanent permanent health insurance, is basically a policy that pays out if you're unable to work due to injury or illness. And it, they were saying that employees, hardly any employees pay their staff more than a year if they're off sick. So if you're off longer, what are you going to do? So how much is it? Well, as Francis said before, it's based on like smoking, drinking, um, the range of illnesses you want to cover. But also, um, some employers put your job roles into categories of risk. Mm. So if you're, say, like a class one, that would be for like admin staff that has limited business mileage. And then like class two would be high business mileage, like an engineer or a florist. Mm. And class three, three would be like skilled manual workers. And class four would be heavy manual workers. So obviously, if you're class three or four, your premiums would be much higher. Of course, okay. Um, how much does income protection pay out? Well, it's usually based on percentage of your earnings, which is usually about 50 to 70%. And those payments are tax-free. And it pays out until you can, until you can start working again or until you retire. Um, you can cover for redundancy, but not if you're fired. <laughs> As in, you, have to, you have to do it before you get fired. Mm. Yeah, basically, if you yeah. No, yeah. so basically, if you get fired, you don't get covered. You don't get because covered. they see that as you've done something to get fired. Yeah. Is it fired for misconduct versus? I suppose that's the only thing you can get fired for. Yeah, right? exactly. Whereas redundancy is mm. out of your control, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, you better get mm. to work on time. Mm. <laughs> and you can also get income protection insurance if you're self-employed. You just need to provide a year's audit of accounts. Okay. And you can claim as many times you need as well while the policy lasts with income protection. Right. Yeah, income protection is good. You know, all these protections are good. I think it's just down to if you can afford them. Yeah. And if you can't afford them all, maybe you just have to be strategic about, you know. And thinking about which ones you are the most important. Mm. Because yeah. I feel like it would be so easy to say we can't afford this, that, that. Everyone needs more money mm. every mm-hmm. month. Everyone needs more disposable income or thinks they more, need more disposable income or thinks they can afford to put more in their savings. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's just what is important, what is going to benefit you, what is a sensible decision yeah. to make on nice. what you need. Yeah, it's true. You know? Another good one I found was unemployment insurance, which is, used to be known as redundancy insurance and it's short-term income protection and it covers up to 12 months, covers your bills and monthly payments, if you're unable to work and you can select a range of covers due to your needs and circumstances it can protect such things as your income your mortgage payments your loans or your credit cards and if you're self-employed there's also insurance called employer's liability and public liability insurance yeah, very yeah. important do you guys know what that is yeah i used to see the invoices coming through <laughs> <laughs> so well, go on Employer's liability is basically you have to get it. All employers get it as soon as you become an employer. 
and it helps you pay compensation if an employee gets injured or becomes ill and if you don't have it you can be in fined 2500 every single day if yeah. you're not insured wow okay so small business owners yeah. get clued up and um, sorry go on no, go on son. no 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 oh. go for it go for it and then there's public liability insurance and that is if like you're working and you might have to go to someone's office or you're in contact with the public and you accidentally like spill something on their laptop mm-hmm. and they want to see you. No, that's or just petty, man. No, no, it's, no. it's very important. <laughs> yeah, wow. or claim compensation. <laughs> that's just petty, man. Ruthless Frank <laughs> with her. A lot of this stuff is like a cover your back exercise. Yeah, so most of it is, yeah. yeah. Like at work, we we will not use contractors that don't have yes yeah, same public liability insurance. We just cannot do it because no, I know, I know. as the person instructing them to go yeah, to work yeah. on a property, no, I'm, I'm you just don't want the problem. That's either. it, and a lot of it is just passing yeah. the buck. Like we don't want it, so make sure you have it so you can cover it. Certainty, you know. Mm-hmm. And as Francis said before, you don't want to be overinsured as well. Like there's mm-hmm. loads. As I said, income protection, unemployment insurance. You got disability insurance. You've got sick pay insurance. They're all the bloody the same thing kind of yeah, you just have to just pick and choose which right? one yeah. covers the most so is it worth people having everything no, no. i would say life insurance is number one mm. and then i would say probably think about some kind of insurance that will like protect your income protect whether it's for sickness and injuries yeah. mm. and maybe for unemployed mm. and i think also what is your lifestyle right yeah, yeah. What, what kind of job do you have can you is it easily easy for you to get fired mm. you make a lot of money is it easy for you to get another job <laughs> exactly how, how qualified experience mm. are you in your yeah in your sec- so i think there's so many so many factors. things and that's why you know we've said it before in previous episodes like as much as we're pushing information to you guys it's still worthwhile getting professional help it's just good for you to know what they're talking about when they yeah. speak about it to you so it's less likely you'll be swindled exactly um i so think for me business. personally life insurance and, and critical illness or kickers they used to call it would probably be most relevant to me. Mm. I, I feel like there are a lot of jobs out there. So if I was maybe redundant or fired, um, I could probably get another job, maybe not the same level, but I could get mm-hmm. a job where I could survive relatively easy. You get another job, same level, even better in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> I'm pretty good at what I do, but I like to be prudent, right? But so I think for me personally, a critical illness and life insurance would be more, most relevant for me. Yeah. But as you say, if you're in a role where you know that there aren't many jobs out there or if it's an industry that's going out, or stuff like that, you might want to look at income protection. Yeah, so, you know, it's looking at your circumstances. Yeah. And also look at how much savings do you have, right? Mm. Mm. Because if you have, I don't know, 150,000 in your account, you might not need some sort of cover because your money will come yeah. in. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, I think it's looking at your finances holistically, as you say. Yeah. So your investments, your insurances, your cash savings, your assets, holistically. Take a holistic view of mm-hmm. I love that word. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It is, right? I remember the first time I heard it and Explain Googled it. Explain it because some people might not know what uh, that means. Whole. Just think of whole. I think Jerome's English is a bit better than my one. So. It's my first language. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing? Huh? Is that a good thing, though? Yeah, exactly. Should, should English be no? Should English be our first language? Well, your dad's well, trying to teach me Gar, so don't worry. Gar will be my first oh, language soon. Gar first language. <laughs> don't worry, fine. I'm gonna know Gar better Wait, than you. Wait, hold on. What's your oh, first language? Right, come on, let's talk. My first is Gar. No, and what's your second? Come on. Well, tell me tree. something then. Guten Morgen. <laughs> tell me something. Francis <laughs> will never speak German with me. I know why. German My German is decent. Come on, come on, Francis. V Gates. Sorry. V Gates. Sorry, I can't understand. You do. It I says. Okay, this isn't a language you know, podcast. You know, I blow. Uh, Francis, embrace. Anywho. Lo siento to our listeners. Yeah, I know Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get in there. <laughs> um, Any. What were we okay, talking back about? Back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were we even talking about? 
insurance. Well, I've done with the work insurance stuff. Okay. Insurance. Okay, so I'm going to kind of briefly cover car insurance, not in great detail, because I think most people will know what car insurance is. So you've got your three different types, third party, third party only, should I say, third party fire and theft and fully comprehensive. Sorry, before you, I know you're speeding through it, but has everybody always got fully comprehensive insurance? Always. My, my what? first car, I never I did. haven't. Never. Always, no, 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 now oh, I right. do, come on. <laughs> but, <laughs> ooh, I've but always got fully comprehensive. My, my first car, I didn't. No way. I never had one. You got, after that, you got lied to. I, my first two cars, I didn't have fully comprehensive yeah, insurance. So what did you have, third party? Third party, fire yeah, and always had My first quote Especially as a young person, I'm going to speak about that as well. Two and a half grand for fully comp and 600 for third party. Oh, wow. Come on. It's a no-brainer. So I've always got um third party and then i worked for a, a car leasing company so for like four years i had company cars so i didn't mm. need to have insurance yeah and now i have fully comp but i always did third I've party had fully comp because when i got my car it was brand new okay oh, okay. okay so i was like had to go that's fully comp. but yeah. my one went down every year okay it went from one four to like one to six hundred oh well. yeah that's because you was getting the more no claims and stuff like that i think and at that and time you had a, you got like i think it's a ladies discount yeah, oh, yeah. now yeah. you don't get that sexism anymore but I feel Good. like my first two we need cars equality out here. were so basic. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first two cars were so basic. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't depend on driving. Yeah. So it's like, cool, I've got this little luxury for now, but mm. if it goes, I'll just have to wait until I can buy mm. a new car. No, I couldn't tell my dad I had fully comp when we can fix the car ourselves. <laughs> so you mad. I remember my dad fixed my car in, my, in a Tesco car park once. That was funny. See? While I was working. <laughs> yeah, was he a mechanic? he's just back in the day. Men were more handy, right? You had to. Yeah, he's still handy. Yeah, no, no yeah but we've gone to a service economy, so it doesn't make hey, no, hey, it hey, makes hey, a hey, sense look, that we're I'm not handy like that. Exactly. You do you yeah. know how to <laughs> put up your chest of drawers? Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> IKEA gives you the instructions. instructions. Everything you've ever seen in my house, I put that up. Exactly. What, from IKEA with that. But that's that's very different to how it was back in the day. Step by step, and you still get it wrong. somewhere you have to go back a few steps. Um, but yeah, so. Sorry, I had to interrupt you. Anyway, yeah. So you got third party only, which just literally covers the third party. So if you crash into someone, they make sure that they're fixed. They're, they're, they're sorted. They're covered. Third party fire and theft is the same. But if your car's stolen or it gets damaged in a fire, your car get, you'll get, you're covered. Yeah. And fully comprehensive covers everyone. Everything's covered. You, them. Thinking back to it, I shouldn't even had third party fire and theft. I should have just had third, third party. party. Actually, no, I would have probably no. I think third party fire and theft is the minimum. I think yeah. so. Third party is the minimum by legal requirements. Yeah. I personally feel, and this is not advice as we said earlier. I think third party fire and theft is the minimum because think about where we live. Like it's quite, it's easy for your car to be stolen. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Or damaged. The, How, the, the mm. fire one, I'm like. Mm, but, but you know what I mean the theft, the theft. that's no probably one. more that's, that's probably more likely to happen than you getting into a crash true but no one was stealing my first two cars you never know you never know no, no, you can see it as a run around exactly yeah, yeah. for parts to go yeah, okay disclaimer we're, we're not advocating exactly to, to do uh, to do crime not, not that we we can exactly we've done a disclaimer earlier I feel like my first two cars if I parked it at your house someone would bring it back to me but people have broken into those cars right yeah people exactly exactly so people have broken into those cars Glove box open, little penny jar open and empty. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Never so I think third party fire and theft is the minimum I think people should be yeah, going for. Yeah. Um, yep. So there's loads of uh, factors where you live, your age. Age is, I think, a big factor. Mm-hmm. And young people get st- stitched up a lot with insurance. I-, I felt it when I was younger, and it's from what I'm seeing, it's still going on now. Um, 
it's, de- it's deemed that you're going to be more reckless. You've got less experience on the road. Um, if you're a guy or a girl, a uh, man or a woman, should I say, that there's a difference there. Women's insurance tends to be cheaper. It's perceived that Not they drive anymore. better. They're perceived to be. Yeah. No. But it, when I looked at some figures and I, I'll put them in the show notes, but I think women saw the biggest decrease. So insurances came down in the first quarter of 2018. So they've been steadily rising. Uh, and there was a specific event that made them go up quite a bit, which I'm going to touch on in a minute. Mm-hmm. But they've started coming down a bit this quarter and mis- uh, mostly for women. But I, I think the gap's getting smaller. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the thing I was, I wasn't actually going to talk about your traditional car insurance. I was going to talk about two things. Continuous insurance. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. I'm not. What is, cool. What is so that? that happened. Oh, I can't remember. I want to say 2012, but there was a period of time. So this one I was working for the leasing company and it's literally car insurances went up by like 20, 30% overnight. And the reason for that was a new initiative came in where your car always has to be insured. So back in the day, if you're, if you weren't driving your car, yeah. you didn't have to have it insured. So yeah, if you just yeah, had a car yeah. outside your house, it had to have MOT to be on the road, mm-hmm. but you didn't need to have car insurance. Mm-hmm. So if you couldn't afford your insurance, you could just say, okay, I'm going to park my car for two, three months yeah. and just take the bus. The rules are now is that car still needs to be insured. So mm-hmm. every single car out there has to have insurance and you're not allowed a lapse between insurance policies. So once one policy ends, you can't just leave your car uninsured for like a month while you're shopping around. You have to have insurance straight away. So what that took away is people that were uh, uninsured claims. Yeah. And the amount of money they couldn't get because people, if insurance was too expensive, you could just say, okay, I'm not going to insure my car. Yeah. I'll walk. So that kind of took away some competition in terms of you having an alternative. So what I found, and I don't know if this is just correlation or causation, but policy just went up. I remember everyone in the office, our policies went up by like 20, 30% overnight mm-hmm. and they've been steadily increasing ever since. Um, so that's something to uh, watch out for. Uh, if you do have a car, make sure it's insured. Unless and you don't disc- be afraid, sorry to cut you off. Don't be yeah. afraid to switch lenders as well. That's oh, most gosh. important. I was actually going to come yeah. to that. Um, uh, unless you have it known as SORN, which is basically registered off-road. So if you officially register your car off-road, then you don't have to have insurance, but it can't be on the road. So it can't be outside your house. I think it can be on a driveway and it can be in a locked uh, private car park. it can't be on public land. It can't be on public land, basically, if you register it SORN. And that means, obviously, you can't drive. If you get caught driving it, you get the same fines or whatever. Um, But yeah, as Kalisha mentioned, a big thing is uh, basically shopping around upon your renewals. So you do get automatic renewals now. So if you have an insurance policy, you probably won't have to worry about getting a fine for the continuous insurance because your insurer is naturally going to yeah, renew you. Yeah. But, and it's been spoke about for some time, you don't generally get the best deals no. if you automatically renew, so you have no, to shop no, around. No, yeah. um, and that's kind of one of the ways you're going to save money. I change every year. Yeah, and I think it's good too. I think with all your insurances, in fact, maybe not your life. All of your services yeah. that you pay for, yeah. it's good to at least review it, right? Well, yeah, once, yeah, yeah. 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 Not I think that's what I'm going to do when we get home. I actually. think they take advantage of the fact that people want convenience. So they exactly. send you that renewal letter saying, if you don't want to change, you don't have to do anything. You put mm-hmm. that letter yeah. down. You've got a couple of weeks. Convenience is a major thing in our society. Yeah. yeah, I think it hampers us a lot. I mean, look, I have an app for my Easter card, which I'm actually I'm, I'm renewing my monthly um, Easter card right now. Oh. You don't get one free work. Multitasking. You mean for free? No season ticket loan. <laughs> the season ticket. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't understand the logic behind that because you're going to pay anyway, right? Yeah, yeah but, but you're paying a smaller amount every month so, sorry. <coughs> sorry no no I, I don't I, you're paying please, you're paying please. a smaller amount every month so basically you're just getting an interest-free loan How, yeah so okay say a year yeah my Oyster card is say 1200 yeah i'm gonna pay 1200 right? yeah but we, you're paying because you buy an annual ticket yeah. say it's normally 1400 yeah. you're only charged 1200 for it? getting so it for a year it's for cheaper you get a discount yeah yeah 
So getting a season ticket, the annual season but ticket, what if is I lose discounted. my job in six months? That depends oh. on no, but that depends on your company. <laughs> and I think there's, I think there's some kind of protections in place for that, but okay, it depends on your cool, company. Cool. Okay, fine. Sorry, babes. Don't touch me. <laughs> so yeah, couple quick facts and figures. So the average fully comprehensive uh, insurance quote went up from 431. That's average across the country. Uh, so you've got to remember London's a lot more expensive than the rest of uh, England. So mm-hmm. that is an average. There'll be spikes in there. But it rose from 431 up to 574 between 2015 and 2017, just two years. Right. So insurance prices have been increasing, 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 increasing. I stopped driving at the right time. Jane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they've been, they've come down 12% in the first quarter of 2018. Um, however, young drivers have been hit. I think they've had the smallest decrease, if not an increase, in fact, I think. So young drivers are still getting stitched up. And yeah, and Go. also if you have an accident, oh my gosh, the way your premiums yep. just jump. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Just jump. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a, probably a big impact on premiums. If you have any accidents, yes, they're going to pay out, but they're trying to get their money back somehow. So your following premiums will be expensive, but... Um, that might be a, a situation where you go and shop around because I had that situation. I had a crash. They paid out. Uh, my premium went up with them by like a grand. I went to someone else. It was still more expensive than I had been paying because I had that claim, but not as much as my current insurer yeah. was trying to charge me because they're trying to fully recoup what they've paid out. Um, in regards to young drivers, there's a thing called telematics, which is out now. Oh, known as a black box. box yeah. And some insurers offer that. If you put this telematics box or a black box in your car, which literally tracks where you're going, how you're driving, so how fast you accelerate, how sharply you brake, how fast you take corners. It just measures how you drive and gives you a score. And your insurance is based on that score. So they'll give you a cheaper insurance if mm-hmm. you have that because they can track you. A couple of my friends have got that. Exactly. Yeah. I think the downside is, A, you're giving out your data like we do with everything. But also your insurance premiums can rise if they deem your driving to be dangerous. Yes. So if you are speeding, if you are braking sharply, if you are taking corners too fast, you will find your quotes go up over time. So it would be cheap to start off with. But you to keep them cheap, you have to drive a certain way. So, so if the limit is 20 and you do 22, yeah. that's going to flag on their side yeah and me personally i like the freedom of being able to drive how i want to not that i'm going to break the law but i don't <laughs> want to be dictated to how i drive that's just me personally um the last thing i'll touch on with car insurance is some it's not even car insurance it's something called gap insurance i think it's a very important point for everyone out there as half the cars if not more are, are, are taken out of finance what gap insurance is it kind of says what it says on the tin even though the actual meaning of it's guaranteed asset protection but i'd say the way of thinking about it is the gap between what your insurer is going to pay you out and what you've got left on your finance deal. Okay. okay. So if your car's a total loss, which means a write-off, uh, your insurance company will say, okay, we're going to pay you out five grand because that's what they deem the car to be worth, right? But you might have seven grand left on your finance commitment, which would mean you're in negative equity, which would mean, yeah, you've got your insurance money, but you still have to put two grand on top to settle your finance deal. With gap insurance, you'll be covered for that. So essentially, it just covers the value of your asset, basically. Yeah. And that's what's guaranteed asset protection. Um, you can get it on cars without finance, but I think it's most relevant for, for people that have finance. finance yeah. um, it just gives you an extra layer of protection. I'm not too sure what quotes are, but it's going to have the same kind of factors in terms of the value of the car, your age, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think just, it's definitely something people should look into. Just, just the usual insurance okay so i'm gonna speak about um another kind of kind of insurance which will be applicable for people that are i guess tenants or homeowners i'm going to talk about contents insurance homeowners insurance and buildings insurance very briefly Mm -hmm. so contents insurance you 
all know or should know it's cover of dam cover of damage or loss to personal possessions so and normally while within your home however a lot of contents insurance policies will cover you for taking possessions out of your home temporarily so for example your contents will include your sofa your microwave Mm. your tv your fridge stuff that's in the home however if you have items like your mobile phone which you regularly take out of the home temporarily and they're on your person so on you then that will be covered so your phone normally is covered a laptop Laptop, covered so they're not going to say it's only covered if it's sitting on the desk at home you can move it around and they cover it they also cover (laughs) why is that funny Francis, explain. Uh, you know, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> happy um, but it also covers things like, um, so I guess your handbag, rings, wedding rings, engagement rings, up to a certain amount. So don't just take out a policy and assume that everything's covered. You have mm. to read the policy wording and make sure that it, what you need is covered up to a certain value. Mm. Um, but yeah, contents will refer to items that can be picked up and taken away. So... In a flat, for example, sometimes there's a little bit of discussion around whether your flooring is a content or part of the building's insurance or structural insurance. So, for example, carpet. If carpet tiles are laid on the floor because you can pick them up and move them away, that's contents insurance. So sometimes if there is a flood or a leak or whatever and it's damaged, that's not covered under con- that's covered under contents. It won't be covered under building's insurance. Whereas if it's... Um, Sometimes it's the difference is due to whether it's stapled down or glued down. So that that makes it that that differentiate whether it's a stru- part of the structure or part of the contents. So thought. yeah, and people don't think about it, but yeah, yeah content I, I, is something. Until you just mentioned it, mm. it never even crossed my mind. So yeah, contents is something that you can literally pick up and take so away. What, what about you know these new houses that you put together? Mm. What about say the roof if it's leaking? Because technically, I can take it off, right? But the house, so well, with houses, it's different. Do you oh. own the freehold, or are you talking about a roof on a block of flats? It's, 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 it's leasehold. When you go through the question, it asks you what um, roofing you got. Yeah, it's yeah. etc. Do you know how many questions we get all the time? Oh, I'm just, I'm just doing my insurance. Can you tell me what kind of roof? So, yeah. um, your property is eighty years old. Yeah. I don't know what the roof is. Roof. Okay, <laughs> I can had to guess how many years. <laughs> I can check is. the documents. I can see check a surveyor's report. See if we've got that information. But um, <laughs> yeah. So with with roofs of the property depends do you own the freehold do you own a leasehold is it a private block of flats so it all depends on that in terms of who has to insure it but yeah a content is basically something you can pick up and remove from the property um content insurance is not compulsory like car insurance is but if you're renting a property normally the tenant um yeah. estate agents will make you get it as part of um, your agreement yeah. so if you don't have contents insurance your tenancy agreement is void and I think part of that is just to make sure that you indemnify them of any issues so if something happens in your property say someone kicks your door down and they steal your belongings you've got contents insurance that's going to be your go-to rather than mm, was this door secure well the police said that this door should have had three locks instead of two it just t- completely takes away the landlord's yeah. responsibility but as you've- landlords you have to have um, buildings buildings and yeah and landlords in well you should have landlords insurance it's not compulsory is it not landlords no. insurance home, home landlords insurance no but it covers you as a landlord but I'll, I'll speak on that very 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 briefly but um contents insurance the, like i said before i've lived out for uni and i've had like two laptops stolen and contents insurance can be as cheap as 10 pounds a month 10 pounds yeah. a month sometimes your bank will offer it to you if you're already a customer with them yeah. it will be cheaper i, I think 
my bank account gives it to me for free. Halifax? No, Lloyd. Oh. I'd look at the, the insured club, values though. The club, because yeah, I think there's a limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's a. It's not. There's a. Um, you have to pay um, excess. Excess. That's yeah, it. but I'd still look at the insured value. Yeah. If it's a free premium, a uh, free insurance, I, I doubt. I doubt it's been coming I've never had content insurance in mm. my life. Content is short. I think it's very, very important, especially because of how cheap it is. Mm. Um, I never used to have it. I think now we have it because it's compulsory, but yeah. it is important. It's, and and it covers yeah. you, it will cover your, sometimes it will cover your phone. It will cover mm. your engagement ring. It will cover your or wedding ring or your bag. Yeah, kids, students when they're at uni, yeah, sometimes it covers some of their stuff. Your TV, it just, it just, it's for £10 a month. Mm. It's worth it's, it. It's good cover. Yeah. And um, obviously the cost will vary depend on the amount that you're insuring. Make sure... Don't always just go for the cheapest. Make sure that your contents can be covered. If you've got a lot of expensive assets, you want those to be covered. Mm. Don't just take out the £6 a month one because when you read the small print, if that only covers certain amounts of your items, then it's pointless. Yeah. I mean, that's basically. a big key across all insurances, right? Make sure you can actually claim. Yeah. Make sure you can claim, but also make sure you're not over-insured. You'll always be sold more to for money. So if you don't need... The maximum amount don't take it out mm. always read the small print when it comes to contents insurance make sure you can mm-hmm. actually that sounds like our disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you can actually claim so um for example if your contents insurance says that your items are protected when your house is securely locked if you get burgled and your door wasn't locked it's it void yeah mm. it'll be void so again don't make your don't make what you're paying for a waste of money make sure you can actually use it i think like that's probably the most important that our people need to know about because it's the mo- I think it's the most optional contents insurance is something you can either say yes or no to but it's the difference between being able to get your stuff back and not having to pay, pay for it again mm. if you lose it or it gets damaged well, it right it depends on the excess though that too but with anything like phone insurance there's an excess but yeah. paying a 50 pound to get a new iPhone versus paying 700 pounds for a new iPhone for me is yeah. worth it so mm. of course look at the cost and, and tally up if what's worth it for you Another type of insurance would, as everyone will know, home insurance or homeowner's insurance. So if you own a property and you own the freehold, you are responsible for the land that the property is on. You are responsible for the actual structure of the property. You will have home insurance. Um, Again, I didn't realize this, but home insurance is not compulsory. But it's not. It's not, mm-hmm. but a lot of mortgage lenders won't give you a mortgage without home insurance. Yes, they mm-hmm. So it, be- it, it kind of becomes compulsory because yeah. a lot of people can't afford to take 500 grand mm. and buy their flat. But yeah, if you buy your flat in cash or your property yeah. in cash and you don't need a mortgage, you don't have to get home insurance. Mm. However, it makes sense because you need to be protected against floods. Yeah. You need to be protected against... It doesn't surprise me that it's not compulsory. Subsidence. Subsidence, yeah. Subsidence, subsidence. <laughs> Did you get an A in English? I've got a lisp. I so got a B. Me. Yes, I did. Subsidence. No, I just practice. No, no, no. Stop being modest. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, sorry, I'll be quick. Home insurance is cover for private residencies. So if you own the freedom of the freehold of the property, then that kind of insurance is your responsibility. A lot of the time, home insurance will also cover contents and liability, what Kalisha mentioned earlier. Um, of course, costs will vary depending on the value of your property. Properties have to be valued. You have to make sure that any insurance you take out 
is enough, the cover is enough to reinstate your house if it was taken away. So if your house is worth 500K and your insurance only covers you for 200,000. That's a 300,000 good point yeah. for people that have seen their property prices go up over the years. Like how often do people revalue their property? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't, you don't only do it when you're going to sell or yeah. when you're looking for an incentive. You need to, need to make sure you're properly insured. That is, I never thought right. of that. Because your, your declared, your insurance premium documents or the certificate will show your declared value. Mm. They're only insuring you up to 500k if you've got a million pound mm. flat you need to be insured for a million plus mm. so if something happens to it people don't think about that but you have to make sure that I your home it. insurance covers the actual value of Thank your property you, i'm surprised there's not a policy out there that does that automatically yeah they should but it's a business isn't it no but okay never mind let me think some more on that one <laughs> um but yeah home insurance will cover a number of things like loss of loss of use of property also cover damage to your property by pets stuff like that home pets. insurance yeah it, pets i know right but pets? what's a pet it's luxury that i can't afford <laughs> no? but yeah home barely afford friends <laughs> but yeah it, it provides insurance against financial financial protection against disasters damages pet damages etc however a standard home insurance policy supposedly will not um cover like war or war. really yeah war i think some flood some flooding insurance it, some of it will include some yeah, insurance, insurances will include it but you might have to take out a separate policy mm. to ensure war you war. Yeah, yeah like the third one that they're okay. saying might happen <laughs> yeah so like with buildings insurance which i'll talk on touch on very very briefly it has to include terrorism insurance mm. because if someone drops a bomb in the building That's... then what what happens? That's like when you have to get travel insurance now, you've got all those options. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, huh? You don't think about not it because... types of risk we have to deal with. Because they're not regular yeah. risks. Like, mm, yeah, 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 context insurance because people get broken into all the time. Yeah. But yeah, how often yeah. does people's homes get mm. blown up? Okay. But yeah, I'm going to put more information in the show notes about home insurance, cool. but you should be well-versed on that if you own a home. I'll definitely be checking Lastly, very, 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 very briefly, because they're all looking at me like I'm... Well, hurry up. <laughs> um, buildings insurance. If you own a leasehold property, so you're responsible for the demise premises, which is from your front door in, you're not responsible for the outer of the building because you don't own it, you're not the freeholder. There will be buildings insurance in place. It will be in place, put in place by the owner of the property. However, it will be paid for by you because you're benefiting from it. Just know the difference between contents insurance and buildings insurance. This is a regular thing. People contact us. There was a leak from the roof and the water went on my laptop. Cool. That's nothing to do with the building's insurance. The building insurance covers the structure of the property. So anything that's built in. So a fitted kitchen is covered under building's insurance. The microwave that you can take out of the property is not covered. So don't contact your managing agents. Mm. Talking about... I, mean, I don't even have one <laughs> contact. <you>. Talking about <clears throat> my rug got damaged. Your rug is contents insurance. But building's insurance needs to be put in place and will always be put in place for private leasehold properties cool word so, thank you to round it up any key points for people um i just wanted to add one more thing go on oh. take a few minutes no no go ahead I forgot. Um, Sorry. medical insurance yeah There's a slight difference between that and all the other types of insurances we've mentioned mm. um that what just just a quick one what one thing unique about the medical insurance is that it helps you avoid things like nhs waiting lists Mm. Um, it's if you're in a hospital, you'd be in a private ward. Mm. Um, just to give an example, I have a friend. This is like seven years ago. She kept on having these migraines. She was almost like in pain throughout the day. No doctor could really diagnose what it was. Yeah, she went private. 
and they instantly recognize she had a tumor in her head. Wow. wow. So I'm not saying NHS service is bad, but sometimes that private insurance, um, private medical insurance can give you that little bit extra attention. Sure. Mm. Yeah, okay. Again, a lot of people have this through work. I have it through work. Um, so it's something worth looking into. But yeah, that's just to add on that, you know. No, that's quite important. Yeah. I, know, um, I, I think with the way NHS is going, it's going to become more of a necessity than a luxury, you know. Yeah. I think we're going to become like America where you're going to, everyone's going yeah. to have to have medical and, insurance. And, and I feel like just to avoid a waiting list. Yeah. Because uh, the, the waits are ridiculous now. Yeah. Do you know what's so sad though? We're giving a service for free but it's so substandard well, it's, that it's, you have to. It's definitely not free. Oh well, yeah, exactly. If you check your tax statement, they'll tell you exactly, exactly. how much to take. Like, <laughs> it's like you're offered this substandard service, mm. which forces you to go and pay for something. Which is why additional. I still don't get why I have to pay for my prescriptions. That pisses me off. And you know my what? Eye tests, I don't mm. get it. With, yeah. It's so complex why? because with this subscription thing, see, my English isn't that great. Prescription. 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 See, it's awful. Yes. In fact, it wasn't just me. <laughs> no. Um, some things you're going to be paying over the odds. Some things you're going to pay under the odds. In it. So, and my GP is generally good. If there's something I can get for cheaper than the prescription price, the she'll counter. tell me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then if it's more expensive, she'll say, just get the prescription. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I think definitely medical insurance. If you can get it from work, many workplaces yeah, do yeah, offer yeah. it. You may have to pay extra to add uh, yeah, dependents it's, it's, and partners. It's worth it. But I think it's worth it. So I've got it through work. And um, I think everyone should. Just to add, if you don't have it through work, etc., um, medical insurance, it ranges from like £40 a month all the way to like 150 a month, mm. depending on whether it's for the full family, yeah. single person, whatever. So there's different types. And yeah, for something sure. For everyone. Cool. I think, so my last comments with insurance would be just think about what you need. Um, think about the future and think about what you can afford and what you actually need. Because I think every insurance we've spoken about today, apart from the compulsory runs, mm. there will be 10 million reasons why somebody doesn't feel like they need it yeah. or, or they paid that for three years and they never benefited from it. Mm. But it is something that you need because it is beneficial. Yeah. It's, um, I think, go, sorry, go no, sorry, go I think it's what I've said earlier, just make sure that you can claim. Uh, so don't get the cheapest one because they may make you jump through hoops to get your money back. I've yeah. experienced that. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you're within the rules because the most important thing about insurance is having it in force when you need it. Um, be strategic with it to make sure you're not overinsured, you're not underinsured. Uh, and just know what you're insured for, you know, because I think that's the biggest problem with insurance. People pay their premiums, go to claim and can't because they don't know what they have. They don't know. That's the one thing where you need to click that button to read the terms and conditions. Yeah, you got to read it. You need <laughs> to read it. And be honest, because when it comes to claim, if there's information you put on your application that's incorrect, you will not be able to claim. That's it. And like I, if your car doesn't stay in a secured car park overnight, <laughs> they will catch you. How many people have lied on that one? <laughs> not, not me. Not me. Not me. Never. Never. <laughs> I think, I think, just think about what's going to make the ne- your beneficiary's life more easier. Yeah. Like mm. money-wise and just, yeah, especially money-wise because money rules the world. Yeah. yeah. So basically, but, get, yeah. get them some life insurance, yeah. give them all our Generate episodes wealth. and they'll be fine. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, uh, as always, guys, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Castbook, please Earth. get interactive with us. Comments, rate, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. All of that, all of that. Uh, and thank you for listening. Twitter, you know, we're putting out polls. Please make sure you get involved. Give, not just do the poll, but give us your opinion. Yes. Um, any episode suggestions, just get in, get in contact with us, right? How and Twitter and Instagram is at Making Sense PC. Yep. Mm-hmm. Email address is info at Making Sense Podcast dot com. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love is to hear from else? you. You know, we've got things in the in the pipeline. We've got a few things in the pipeline. Yeah, we got we got we're gonna have a discussion after this, I think, in fact. Yeah, we are. Yeah, but yeah, guys, thanks for another week and we'll see you next week. So bye. Bye. Well, do we even do our names? What?
Well, oh, they yes. know us by now, right? Yeah, Klisha, man. Yeah, right. Well, you know, you know, Jay, Klisha, Frank, uh, Sam, signing out. Bye. Peace. Bye. Take care, guys.